0: homes.com we've done your homework you know that feeling when you walk into your home take a deep breath and feel new well that's what it's like to use clorox sentiva because clorox sentiva smells like coconut cleans like clorox and feels like energy It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Centiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs)
2: Figure out a way to really know what you have to say, how you want to say it, and, and ultimately, like I said, just be unapologetic about it um, and consistent. I would argue consistency is the most important as well. No matter who you are, what you are, just just be there and show up every single time.
1: Welcome to the Taking a Walk podcast, hosted by Buzz Knight. We explore musicians who are Hall of Famers, and we love discovering new artists as well. Today, Buzz speaks with a new artist who combines Americana country and rock roots to her own original style. Anna Lee was lauded as an artist to watch by music connection and is releasing new music co-written by John Oates of Hall and Oates fame. Let's join buzz next with Anna Lee on taking a walk. Well, Anna Lee, thanks for being on the, uh, taking a walk podcast. appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
1: It's a virtual edition. Um, but, um, nonetheless we're together so when were you first inspired by music
2: oh my gosh I gotta be honest this has been just kind of a lifetime you know accumulation of things that are kind of pinpointed to what I'm doing now um but early on I mean I was always singing and dancing and kind of performing for the family if you will um and then it wasn't really till middle school did I kind of enroll in band and do the chorus thing and kind of go that route um and then high school, I was, I was given a really cool opportunity to be um, a drum major, the conductor in our marching band, um, and and music kind of started shifting me in ways that I didn't know. I was really starting to love that. I was in soccer as well, but the music really took over. And then um, just kind of moving forward, you know, college, I had a couple of musical experiences and um, it wasn't until well, I, I really set into, you know, thinking about what I really wanted to do with the rest of my life, did I say all of these crazy random points in the past kind of created this beautiful constellation that I'm like, I got to follow music now. It's, it's where my heart and soul is. So it started very early, but it, it really randomly kind of found me. And now here we are. I have no complaints.
1: <laughs> so, And your music is fueled by a lot of different influences. Uh, I sense there's an Americana uh, piece. There's sort of rootsy rock. There's country. Um, Talk about the influences that really shaped you musically.
2: Yeah, I i mean, I grew up in a tiny cornfield surrounded town in the middle of Illinois. Um, and so out there, I mean, you, you just listen to so many different forms of media. And I, I didn't really know what I was listening to or why, I just knew that I liked it. And so I, I try even when I'm creating now, I'm not very good at, you know, conforming to a box or, you know, putting myself kind of in, this is the type of music that I play. It just feels good. Um, so really just a lot of, a lot of what I do and how I'm doing it now, it's just, um, it speaks well to me. And it's, it's what I probably listened to a little bit growing up. My influences very much were like Fleetwood Mac, Adele, um, oh man, a lot of pop, honestly, growing up. Cause that's kind of what we knew. And then of course, Carrie Underwood, huge Carrie Underwood fan, those big notes, um, things like that. So it's really just, you know, uh, just a bunch of things that have kind of come together and, uh, we're seeing what it looks like now, but yeah.
1: I sense some Eagles also were an influence.
2: Definitely. Yes. How'd you know? <laughs> the harmonies, all that stuff, super, super much, yes.
1: And um first concert experience, what was that for you?
2: So actually, um, I think I wanna say, I wanna say my first concert was twenty fifteen. I went and saw Sam Smith in Chicago. Um, this is when he was just really into the balance and the you know, all the really beautiful, beautiful stuff. I was a big fan of that. Um, and me and one of my best friends were it was, it was awesome. My parents drove us. So that was a really cool concert experience. And, and since then, I mean, living in Nashville, there's concerts literally every night of the week. So I, I try very much to, to really bop around and learn from the best, but, um, yeah, it definitely started kind of, kind of then. So.
1: And, uh, some pretty neat venues in Nashville for sure. Um, what are some of the places that you're playing at these days?
2: So where I'm playing, okay. The coolest one that I played recently, I'll be honest, was, um, the country music hall of fame, the CMA theater y'all. Okay. The acoustics in that room are already insane. I mean, if you've ever been in there, I hadn't before I played. So you walk in, you're on this like, you know, round stage, whatever. And it's, I mean, it just goes up and up and up. There's so many stories, so many balconies. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very full, very cool. I opened for uh, the one and only John Notes from Hollow Notes. Um he's got kind of a solo thing going on right now. um, and he had me open for him. so it was a really, really great experience. And again, just being in such an iconic venue, um I actually sang a Patsy Klein song along with my original stuff because I was like, if I'm at the CMA theater, like we gotta do some Patsy Klein. So it was a really cool night overall and and definitely one of my favorite that i've
1: that I've played in Nashville. So. Have you played the Bluebird?
2: I have. I have played the bluebird. You're right. That was a couple, that was actually right before the pandemic happened, which I was super lucky. We were one of the last rounds before they took like the, in the round out. Um, and then I think recently they just added it back in, but that was also phenomenal. Just having like audience members looking over your shoulders and like looking at all your set notes and you're singing. I mean, it's, you're really in the middle there, you know? So it was, it was a really cool experience as well. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to uh, not let you uh, get away with talking about um John Oates and how you and he met and then ultimately how you collaborated. So how did that happen?
2: Yeah. So like during the pandemic, um, obviously everything was super virtual. um, And he was like, I want you to, I want to introduce you to this writer, Nathan Chapman, which for those of you listening and watching, Nathan Chapman is like one of the huge reasons why Taylor Swift is who she is. He wrote on the first two albums, like really, really created all of that stuff. Um, So he connected us and we actually virtually wrote Walls, which is um, a song that's coming out actually before the end of the year. I believe November 29th is the date we just set. Um, But we wrote this song. We started on Zoom and Zoom crashed because everyone was writing on Zoom. (laughs) And then um, we moved over to Google Meet and we finished the song. So that was really my first like writing experience with John. And then after that, again, during the pandemic, we're all just kind of writing, doing our thing and I was sitting out on my patio one day and uh, I had this idea for, you know, I was like sunshine and lemonade. That's, that reminds you of better days, you know, yada, yada texted him. And he came up with this really cool melody. Um, so he was asked to put together, I guess, a musical thing for this movie called Gringa that just came out this past year. And, uh, the song was actually selected for like my first movie sync and things like that. Um, So John was huge in that piece as well. So we wrote a song, got that in there. It's called Sunshine Lemonade. So pretty much John has been a very, very cool mentor moving along the way, you know, and just kind of showing me the ropes, but letting me do it myself at the same time. He's just, he's iconic. I mean, he truly is a legend. Um, So it's been, it's been an honor, but that is genuinely the connection, how we've been doing it. And then, uh, yeah, recently had me open for him and, and hopefully we'll do a few more shows coming up too. So I'm so excited, but Yeah.
1: That is sensational. Big fan of uh, certainly his work and Hall & Oates' work uh, overall, and uh, that's so exciting. So um, Walls comes at um, this important topic of, you know, sort of music and, um, you know, mental health, really. Um, and, um, you're going to be on the other podcast that we produce, uh, which is called Music Save Me. Um, so tell folks why the song Walls you think is an important, uh, song in, in these days.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, so for those of you listening as well, kind of some background on it. Um, I went to the University of Missouri and I got my degree in social work. Um, I was actually a middle school guidance counselor and, um, I was working very closely with a lot of students telling them to pursue what scares them the most. I wasn't doing that for myself. And so I dropped everything, moved to Nashville, the hopes to live by example. Right. And, um, I realized in that situation that if your cup is not full, you cannot pour in anybody else's. And so songwriting for me is a way that I can keep my cup full and also pour into others. So with that in mind, walls, um, walls is written about, um, just, I was in my childhood bedroom for the very first time since the pandemic began and I'm looking around and uh, full disclosure, high school was extremely hard for me. And a huge reason why I became a guidance counselor, because I was like, I want to make sure students never feel as alone as I felt. I'm struggling with depression, struggling with anxiety, things like that. Very much what I struggle with on a daily basis. Still, it's a, you know, it's a fight. Um, But walls is genuinely about looking at those walls that watched you grow up your childhood bedroom. And it was saying, if you could get me through this really tough time in my life, like you can get me through this pandemic. You can get me through when the world literally, you know, everything shuts down, everything goes through. Um, so it's really just a conversation with the most personal piece of your life. You know, these walls, like who are you when no one's watching? Who are you when no one's present? You're just complete self, right? Um, and so it's a very vulnerable song. And, and to answer your question, the importance of something like that, I think, I think, we only know who we truly are when, when doors are closed. Right. And like when, when there's no other chaos and no other anything. And so I think that stripped down honesty with yourself is very, very important. And that's actually the answer to betterment is when you're just very honest with who you are and who you want to become truly. Um, so I hope that this song genuinely provides like solace and comfort for a lot of people. And, um, it sure as heck does for me. So that's kind of kind of the overview, I guess, answer to your question is, is mental health is extremely important to talk about. Uh, I think taking the stigma away that it's something to be ashamed of. Um, I would argue a lot more people, you know, that we all look up to on a daily basis feel it and are struggling with it. It's just, it's hard to talk about, you know? Um, so that's really the, the long answer to all of that, but it is extremely important to uh, to sing about and and to really share, definitely
1: we've had jelly roll on this podcast and also on music save me and um he talks about certainly uh, the empathetic nature of of his music uh, which you also um, share that quality with your music the empathetic nature uh, of music do you believe there is a movement towards musicians and particularly musicians in nashville for really, uh, writing and creating music with some empathy.
2: Absolutely. And I would argue too. I mean, I used to think sympathy, empathy, they were all kind of the same thing, but from my understanding, you know, empathy is feeling with somebody. Sympathy is feeling for them. And I think there's one of those things when writing from a very empathetic standpoint, um, you're really getting in the gritty with people, you know, you're like, I feel this with you. Um, and, and I think, when you write from that type of standpoint and jelly roll does a very, very great job about this as well is he's feeling with the people going through it. He obviously has been through some things, you know, and he's very open about it, his struggle with it and how it's a continuing struggle. You know, it it never really ends. You just learn the tools, how to be better. And I think if more, you know, people really do write about it. I mean, I think music is therapy in a sense, which is ultimately why I still argue that I use my social work degree on a daily basis, (laughs) you know, um, but I do think that there's this movement coming through and, and artists really showing that platform that it's okay to feel. And even when you've got, quote, everything, you know, Jelly Roll, all these people, you still struggle. Like the human emotion is real. Pain demands to be felt. Um, and, and I think shedding light on that is extremely important for everyone listening. And, and again, it's just the human experience, you know, so definitely.
1: And another one of your songs, Tightrope, is really about life balance, and the importance of that. Talk about that.
2: Yeah. So that song actually comes out tomorrow and, um, my co-writer, Kenny Foster, phenomenal, phenomenal guy. Um, I was going through it a couple of years ago, um, as it just never ends truly, (laughs) but I walked into this co-write. Um, and I was telling him kind of where I was at in life and, and, you know, I was trying to come up with these concepts, these ideas that were a little happier than I felt. And he kind of stopped me. And he was like, Hey, is this a song you, want to write or a song you need to write. You know, when I really came up with this and it changed the way I look at songwriting, I said, Oh my gosh, I got to stop trying to fit the mold of what people want to hear. And really just saying like, this is, this is where I'm at. I needed to write that song. So, so tightrope is very much about balancing the complexities of life, right? Life, death, comfort, regret, you know, all these things. And when you're chasing a dream or you're chasing something bigger than yourself, or sometimes just surviving, and that's an accomplishment in itself. Um, you know, it's it's hard to keep that balance. It's hard to stay on that tightrope, especially when there's so much unknown. So, tightrope is really just this metaphorical song about life and 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 keeping balance and feeling it all and um ultimately pursuing something bigger than yourself. So it's it's uh it was one of those first songs that I really wrote for me, and I sang it out quite a few times, and and I had great response on it, and I realized, man, I got to put this song out. Um so it's it's been a journey but here we are
1: (laughs) well lastly you mentioned nathan uh chapman and your work with nathan and obviously then his connection with taylor swift so i can't help uh but ask you as a uh, a a woman in nashville and in the music scene um what path has taylor swift helped folks like you forge
2: hey oh this is a great question um I think Taylor is just unapologetically herself. And, and that's something that I've genuinely learned and, and struggle with on a daily basis. I'm honest, still just reminding that myself that I have a voice and that what I have to say matters. And and Taylor's really articulate and great at that. I would argue Dolly Parton. She's great at that share. They're all great at these women in the industry. They know that, you know, what they have to say matters and they, they hold a lot of weight in what they say. And, and I think there's so much beauty in that. And, um, you know, following something like that, you, you have to figure out a way to really know what you have to say, how you want to say it. And, and ultimately, like I said, just be unapologetic about it. Um, and consistent, I would argue consistency is the most important as well. Um, no matter who you are, what you are, just, just be there and show up every single time. Um, but yeah, Taylor's amazing. And one of actually one of my best girlfriends, she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, And I recently, um, at the country music hall of fame show, I had Paul Sedotti, which is Taylor's guitar player, um, playing with me that day too. So it's kind of been this crazy full circle, a lot of Taylor Swift connections, if you will, um, in my circle, which has been very exciting, knowing that I'm surrounding myself with some good people and they have nothing but great things to say about her. But she's she's also just a wonderful businesswoman. And I think that's another element too that I'm really trying to incorporate. That yes, it is about the music, but you, you know, you got to get people to hear the music too and, and stick up for what you believe in. And I think it's, um, it's been amazing really to watch somebody pave the way. So I'm excited.
1: Honesty, congratulations and good luck on everything. And, uh, thank you for being on our taking a walk.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to taking a walk, share this podcast with your friends and listen for more episodes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandys can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss literally choose your temp select your ounces push start and you're done works with virtually all formulas and bottles say goodbye to the 3 a.m feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution raising a baby is hard enough let baby brezza make feeding a breeze get your formula pro advanced at babybrezza.com ready okay Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism and Marketing District Assessment Funds. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit.